0: So folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Excelsior podcast. Today we have with us, Ms. Najwan. Najwan, it's really great to have you on here and I really appreciate this. So could you please introduce yourself for the audience and most importantly, how did you get into product?
1: Hi Omkar, I'm so happy to be here and thank you for having me. Um, Well, I'm a senior product manager at uh, SciTech. We're in the digital transformation space. Um, most of my experience, I've been there for, for 10 years, most of my experience is uh, in EdTech. Uh, I also had the opportunity to work on a couple of um, FinTech products. Uh, but I would like to, to maybe elaborate more on my previous experience. And this is, this is something for, for people who want to break and, uh, into product management. Um, this is to say for, for folks uh, that you don't uh, have to be in the tech industry. You don't have to have a technical experience previous to uh, breaking into uh, product management. Um, uh, actually, I started my career as an HR clerk, uh, which was 18 years ago. Um, I worked there like for one year, then I moved into the financial investments uh, space. After that, for for like the next seven years maybe, after that, I uh, moved to the tech space. So um, my experience, as you, as you can see, it wasn't uh, fully in the tech space, uh, but there's no experience that is called a no experience, right? So whatever job that you have worked in, That gives you a a certain set of skills that you can use in product management. Um, First in my career in the tech space, I I, um, started as a QA manager. After that, I moved to project management. And after that, I moved to product management. And the reason why uh, I moved to project management first it's because product management wasn't uh, really uh, that um, um, known in, in, in the Middle East. So it was uh, all about project management. It, it was all about delivery. Then when it came uh, more um, known and, um, and its benefits uh, became more clear for companies that we need product management to be introduced into our, uh, our companies uh, there, there was a need for it. So we switched into product management at our company.
0: Wow. So like, uh, I guess that's one of the, you know, uh, most common transitions, like besides, uh, you know, I've, I've heard people transitioning into product from the UX space that that is the UX design space, then from business analysis space. And now, like, you know, like you said, from the project management to product management space. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh Najwan, for any job, you know, interviews play an integral role when it comes to the selection process. So I have a list of questions here that, you know, that are normally asked for junior PM roles. And I would really like to hear your take on them. Mm
1: -hmm. Go ahead. So,
0: so the first question, I guess this, uh, you know, is like, what, what would you do in the first 30, 60 or 90 days? I think that depends on the interview and, you know, the duration in which they ask. So how would you say uh, you know, an aspirin should answer this question.
1: Well, actually, uh, I don't like this question much. Uh, I don't use that question much uh, because um, I think for fresh grads and for junior product managers, if we're talking about those two groups, it will be hard for them to specify that in the first 30 days I'll be doing this and the second uh, 60, in, in the 60 days I'll be, I'll be doing that, right? Because they they don't have much experience in that space and uh, they still working their way into product management or into any job uh, actually. So, but for the sake of the argument, if I'm going to, to uh, actually it's, it's for fresh grads, it shouldn't be us. Uh, for for um, more junior people in product management, I think the first th- uh, thirty days are about exploration. So the product um, the product manager in that uh, in that uh, with that experience should be um, able to uh, or or sh- he should be um, exploring more about the problem that the product is solving. Uh, He should uh, be more interested in who are the stakeholders, uh, who are his teammates, what is the team structure, maybe the flow of information and the communication channels. So he should explore the high level of, of the product scene in the company so he can be able to navigate within the company and within his team. Uh, Also, he should be able to uh, identify maybe uh, uh, some of uh, the processes that are going into into that company uh, in terms of product management. So how product management is being done uh, in terms of discovery, who is involved in that, those kind of stuff that he needs to explore and be more curious about. Uh, this is the first 30 30 days to get himself settled and know more about the product. The 60 days, I think it will be more about observation. Okay, so he can dig deeper into the processes from research, discovery, the list of opportunities, uh, how those opportunities are being prioritized um development development process how is it being done is it is it like you're giving uh, you're doing all the work up front and then you're giving the developers uh, what they want what they should be working on which i think is 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 not the, the optimal setup or uh, are the uh, developers and uh, designers and the UX researchers are being involved from the very big beginning of the of the journey. So these things uh, he can he can begin to dig deeper into into those. Also, maybe he can um, uh, know more about product analytics. What are the metrics that are being uh, observed? What are the met- metrics that are being tracked? Uh, then um, maybe uh, my, my advice for, for any product manager to uh, join a couple of customer interviews, uh, join as a listener, right, to to have more um, insights about how those are being conducted, okay, to know more about the pain points of customers, to know more about the problems that they are facing uh, in, in, in terms of uh, of uh, the product itself, so I think those are the the things that he can cover in, in in the sixty days. For the ninety days, for the full period, I think he needs to um, maybe uh, do some action, right? So uh, he can draw. And uh, my advice is to draw uh, the customer journey, even if it's done. Right, so he can uh, take the product, look at the product as a whole, uh, maybe grab a, a paper and and start drawing the, the the customer journey. Okay, this way he can understand the product fully, and this way he can understand how the customers are going through their uh, the his product and uh, how how are the the different scenarios that the customers are are using the product, Uh, he needs to look at the data, uh, look at the data in terms of, okay, I've drawn the customer journey. Now what the data is telling me in regards to that customer journey, right? So he needs to connect between the customer journey and the data, okay? And try to identify an area that can be enhanced. After identifying that area, He can engage the team to identify a list of opportunities that he can propose uh, to his, I don't know, maybe his mentor or his direct manager. And this way he would be able to um, maybe show that, yes, I've done the job. I see a a couple of opportunities that might be enhanced. There's no right and wrong. Maybe those opportunities been already discussed previously uh, and, maybe they're not okay so he can he can tap into those areas just to show any you know, for, for us for for managers uh what we look into and a candidate or in a, an, uh, an early employee uh, the curiosity parts right so if he's curious enough if he has some analytical thinking if he can um I didn't identify some some opportunities that are uh, maybe solving a problem then this is a right candidate right uh, then he has the right mindset for for a product manager so i think this is this is what what closes down the cycle uh, again, I don't believe in, in, in asking this question uh, for uh, fresh grads or junior people but if it has to be asked, I think this is this is a way that uh, a, a, a candidate can answer the
0: question. Yeah thanks a lot for elaborating on that I mean uh, folks I hope you you know y'all are listening to what he's saying because he has, Literally laid out a framework which you can elaborate while answering this question. If you guys do come across a question like this, so uh, the next three questions which I have, you know, they are on more on the technical side, and at times mm-hmm. they are asked in interviews, but like you know, ideally for junior roles, they most of the times they are not. But still, mm-hmm. I would like to cover them. So the first question which I have is like, how should a candidate, you know, answer this question? So what do you see? as a product manager's main role within product development?
1: Okay, I like this question a lot because um, wherever you ask a product manager, what is your job or what do you do? You get so many different answers, right? No one is being able to identify what is the correct answer. Recently, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, the interviewee was uh, Dan Olsen. He's the author of Lean Product Playbook. Uh, actually, he answered this question and it res- resonated with me very well. Why? Because he said engineers or developers, they develop. Designers, they do design. For us product managers, we define, we define the problem area and we define the solution area. So our job revolves around that, right? So we do the discovery. We do the, we do the communication avail, uh, related or uh, needed for, for the discovery, whether from uh, with customers or with our internal stakeholders. And we're taking like notes from the sales uh, department. We're taking notes from the maybe customer success uh, department. We're doing all of those, why? Because we need to define a problem area, correct? So if we define a problem area, we want to start working on how we will be able to find a solution for that area. So this is, I think, this is comprehensive. This is something that really um, addresses that question. What is the role of product manager, correct?
0: Yeah, definitely. And also, like continuing on the same thread of technical questions, the next one I would say is more for I uh, you know trick question, but this question I believe is asked to uh, product managers who have a lot uh, who have a bit more experience as compared to fresh grads, which is how do you stay user focused? mm mm-hmm.
1: This is a great question. Um, actually, it's it's something that is uh. I, I think it's uh, it's related to uh, the mindset of the person, the culture that is uh, already embedded within the company. Correct. So if 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 the culture of the company uh, says or are, are, it's like we don't speak to customers or we do speak to users. Maybe once in, in six months, so whatever you're doing as a product manager and trying to reach out to users, maybe you you will have that impact on your stakeholders and you may you may not so the company itself the culture in the company itself it has to be user oriented right it has to be user focused um, being user focused maybe it it, it can um, it can be done with repetition and with, with it, it's like a behavioral thing. So if you do um, a schedule, some customer interviews, some user interviews, uh, maybe on a weekly basis, and this is something that Teresa Torres is, uh, is trying to um, encourage people to do, which is continuous discovery. Continuous discovery, you, can, you can't do con- continuous discovery without talking to your users. So being user focused is by always talking to users. You can't be user focused by maybe only um, uh, talking to customers or users um, every six months or uh, throwing surveys uh, here and there, right? You have to talk to them. Uh, you might need even you might even need uh, need them to show you how they are using your product. So this is something that needs to be done more frequently. If it's done every month, do it every uh, bimonthly, maybe. If it's do it, if it's being done uh bimonthly, do it weekly. This way with with repetition, with repetition, you will be learning much more about your customers and you will be seeing results. So this is, this comes your motivation for doing more customer interviews, for digging more into uh, user uh, behaviors.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, thanks a lot for elaborating on this. Like, mostly I have seen many people struggle with this question, so, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for laying out the framework again, <laughs> as to how one can answer this. Because I've seen many people, they go on the technicalities of the question rather than, you know, elaborating on, it uh, you know, briefly, like you don't want like I believe a fresh graduate will deep dive into a question but answer to the point. Like constraint and structured thinking, they kind of forget it at times and try to impress the mm-hmm. uh, interviewer. So thank you yeah. for elaborating on that.
1: Yes, I've seen that much in, in interviews and this is something maybe an advice for, for uh, more junior people. Uh, when you are when you in an interview, don't try to impress by saying all the buzzwords or don't try by um, um, maybe uh, trying to impress uh, the inter, uh, interviewer with the amount of frameworks that you know. Stay on point with the question um i think what we're looking for as i said previously it is the mindset it is the analytical thinking it is the curiosity of the of the candidate uh, i i don't see a junior uh, a junior product manager uh, having to know all the frameworks that are there for prioritizing let's say right he shouldn't he shouldn't he shouldn't know all of them because every time that you need to prioritize, even on a feature level, or or, I'm sorry, on an opportunity level, every prioritizing framework that you'll be using will be different from the other, maybe within the same product. So this is this is something that you learn on the job. This is something that you maybe sometimes uh, sometimes you will follow. You will skip all the frameworks, You skip all the rules that you that you um, learned, and you will follow your gut feeling. Uh, this is something that every product manager need needs to know. Uh, this is a mindset. This is a uh, something that is. Actually embedded within a person, that he's curious enough to find problems and solutions for users.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for you know mm-hmm. actually uh, saying that. No need to cover all the buzzwords.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen exactly. seen people do that
0: in interviews, and that kind of gets annoying. Like just listening to it also.
1: One hundred percent.
0: So now the next question, which I have, I think. Interviewers in particular may ask this in you know uh, metaphorically or they may like, you know, like the question is like, tell us about a time you use data to influence an important stakeholder. Like there are many fresh grads who don't understand what a stakeholder means. A stakeholder, yeah. if I were to say it in layman's terms, is an interest party at the end of the day. But they might ask this question like, okay, tell us about a time you influenced a person just by, uh, you know, showing or presenting data or facts. So mm-hmm. how would you say an aspirant should answer this question?
1: Well, for fresh grads, again, it's an invalid question, right? Uh, he he doesn't have any experience. Maybe if he, he worked on a side uh, product for himself, maybe he can answer this question. If he has a question for that, he can tell the story of that question, correct? So it depends on what does have he gone through previously. Uh, maybe he can answer the question away from, maybe it, it will be right um, something that is not product, tech product related or a software product related. Maybe he can say, well, I, I've gone through some experience in, in, in college and I um, it, it showed that from the data that I've, I've seen, it showed that, uh there's uh, maybe a problem or there's a, a an opportunity in, in, in some uh, some spaces maybe something that happened in in, in one of his class uh, classrooms right uh, for for juniors um it can it can it can be answered and uh, again he he should tell the story behind that he shouldn't like uh though uh into much details into uh, how many users were there and start elaborating on that. He might uh, answer the question by, well we I, I, once we uh, found uh, that uh, a certain percent of our users are not using the, the app we dug deeper into that and the solution or the reason that we found out after customer interviewing that this is this is uh, the, the problem and we we, we went into some uh, some areas of of um, Exploration, or um, I'm sorry, discovery, and uh, we found a solution for that. uh, And the solution increased um, that percent into uh, something else.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, I do agree with what you said. Like, to be honest, uh, uh, you know, like, this question generally is not asked fresh grads but you know i have seen uh, a few i have listened to a few interviews like you know via podcast or maybe on a website wherein uh, you know when people give mock interviews just to grill the person they tend to ask this question just to see mm-hmm. like how their thinking is because at the end of the day any fresh grad uh, like any recruiter or any interviewer wants to get to know as to how this person thinks because they mm-hmm. cannot judge the person in terms of knowledge since they lack experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't have a an, an experience on the ground, correct? So they they yeah. might might yeah they might uh, reflect that into their personal lives. This is this is uh, some something that they m- they might need to think about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now hmm. Najwan, going back towards the you know generic side of questions, where an in interviewers tend to ask uh, personalized questions. Just to, just to see how, you know, the candidate articulates and phrases and to see how they are basically art, art, articulating their thoughts by answering these questions. So mm-hmm. the question is, what main changes would you make to a product? Now, uh, before you answer this, Najwan, now, uh, like, like, you know, many big organizations, they have a wide array of products. So mm-hmm. say the candidate is, candidate isn't aware of the product which is being asked in the interview, how would you say they should articulate this answer? because I personally have seen people you know butcher this uh, butcher the entire interview by screwing up while answering this question.
1: Um, maybe when, uh, one way to answer this question is to ask a question in return, uh, which is would you give me uh, some uh, examples of, of your products, uh, would you uh, give me more insights into the product that you are having? Uh, or you are uh, you do uh, introduce, maybe there's a, a new product that is being introduced, maybe something that is uh, really um, being uh, in development and needs some answers, something realistic, right? uh so uh this is one way to to understand more about the product that that is uh uh, that is being asked about um maybe as well uh he can go with another direction which is this question can be answered after i have more insights into uh data into uh Maybe I need to do, uh, or not maybe, I need to do discovery in order to be able to answer this question. So product, what is product management? Product management is all about discovery. It's it's all about knowing what customers uh, need, right? So if I answer the question based on uh, me being a user of the application, right, or of the product itself, my answer would, would be biased towards, um, this is the only way I use the product, right? It will be different from you as a product manager that will be um, interviewing multiple customers that are using the product uh, in in multiple ways, that are using the product for multiple reasons. So that will give you insight. Uh, if, you have those insights, if you have that data, if you are doing proper discovery, you'll be able to answer that question. But to answer that question with, well, I will introduce this feature and that feature. I don't don't think that this is a a, a smart answer to to give.
0: Yeah, I do agree with what you said because Uh, like I would say this question is normally a follow-up question to you know when recruiters ask why would you like to work at an organization and then you know the follow-up question is what changes would you like to make in a product and uh, I have seen many candidates are fearful of bouncing a question back to the recruiter because they are afraid that might botch their chances of getting selected so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean thank you for saying that because many candidates don't like they don't, they don't ask follow-up questions like, okay, if you want me to make changes to a certain product, like, can you please give me a few insights as to what product you're talking about? Like they're just yes, afraid, exactly. okay, what if, what if they get angry? What if they don't select me? So candidates just like tend to like, okay, just blabber out of anything that comes to their mind.
1: Yeah. And I, this is, this is, uh, I think this is a, a wrong, um, take on this because, as an interviewer, uh, you'll be looking really into. I, again, I, I think I'm repeating myself, but you'll be looking into how curious this person is. If he's curious enough, he can he can do wonders in the, in, in the product management space, right? So if if he's curious enough, he'll be asking questions. He won't be answering any questions that. That I am asking without knowing uh, what I'm talking, what what I'm talking or as, uh, I'm sorry, asking about. So this is this is something that he needs to do. Um, the more questions that he uh, he uh, ask, uh, the more curiosity uh, curiosity he shows, uh, the more I know as an interviewer uh, how this person thinks. So, the purpose of the interview is not um, knowing how good you are uh, in in some frameworks, how good you are in some technicalities, because you're still a junior person, you're still uh, breaking into product management. Those questions might be asked for more experienced people, but for for juniors, I think it's how you think, how you analyze, um, how you would react to some uh, situations, like maybe some communication uh, issues that that are happening maybe between between teammates, or uh, are you will you be able to say uh, to a stakeholder or to the CEO, well this this. Feature wants do us good if we want to introduce it. Um, is is it something that is uh, embedded into your your mindset, into your personality, or is it, or, or are you from the, the the kind of people that, well, if the CEO wants it, then we we need to do it, correct? So what we're looking for is how you are thinking about. Uh, product management about your role uh, in the company.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what tends to happen is like, like i was said before, like, you know, just because of the fear that people have, they tend to like not ask questions, you know, bounce the question back to the recruiter. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, the next question which I have is like, how would you improve your favorite product? Like this, I think is a trick question again. And I myself have seen that candidates just to please the recruiter, they tend to, uh, you know, talk about the company, talk about a product, uh, you know, of the company they're applying for instead of answering the question regarding their actual favorite product on which they have done thorough research. Mm-hmm.
1: Ma, this is This is the thing. As I said earlier, you, when, when you answer such questions, so let's say you want to answer uh, the twit- Twitter, the, tw- the edit button in the Twitter. The first thing that would come to your mind is, well, I would introduce an edit button into Twitter. Correct. So this is this is your personal preference as a user. It's not uh, something that um, that based on research. It's not something that is based on discovery. Maybe it is a, a, a generic thing that all users that out of your observation that all users are asking for. But the question is, would it do good for engagement, engagement traits for users themselves? So let's say you have uh, an edit button or you don't have an edit, uh, edit button on Twitter and you tweet something, it has a typo. What's the next thing that you will be doing? You will correct the typo and and annex and and a reply to that tweet. Most of the engagements that you will be looking looking to uh, will be replies to that typo, uh, uh, especially if you made fun of yourself uh, and the typo. So the engagement is not correct. So you'll be having um, a tweet that has like 10 replies nine of those 10 replies are talking about the typo and not talking about the subject itself, right? So the engagement rate might be wrong. It's not an accurate engagement rate. Uh, let's talk about the engagement rates for Twitter themselves that they are looking for. So uh, again, I don't know. I, I didn't see see uh, any data uh, for, uh, for Twitter, but I think, uh, Not having an edit button is doing good for for Twitter currently and the engagement rates. Maybe they want that uh, rate even if they know that it is not completely um, accurate. Uh, This is why they didn't introduce the edit button. Maybe the edit button has some technical complexity and it will cost them more to introduce it. So these stuff um, are hard to answer and you can answer them uh, from a, user's, a user perspective. But again, you can choose something that is like like this, uh, this, um, uh, this example. Uh, you can choose something that is widely uh, known, that is widely to- uh, being talked about, and you can elaborate more on it. Um, I think this, this would do it.
0: Yeah. Thank you for, you know, taking the example of the added button. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, literally. I got
1: fooled on the, on April's Fool's day, by the way, by <laughs> because of, uh, Twitter's, um, tweet.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, that, uh, particular example, which you gave, like it's currently trending quite a bit and, uh, that's a really nice take, you know, you had on that uh, question, like as to how a candidate can answer. So thank you, I really liked it.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: So, uh, like the next question again is like, you know, you know, product management is all about ruthless prioritization. So I have mm-hmm. seen interviews wherein interviewers ask interviewees that what is your approach to prioritizing tasks. Now again, like you know, instead of running behind the buzzwords, how would you expect the you know, perfect candidate to answer the question that will impress you?
1: OK, um, for me personally, if, if uh, I would ask this question, um, I would expect the interviewee to actually say that each feature or each opportunity uh, has its own factors correct so it can be prioritized in a different framework or in a different uh, way um, other than other uh, opportunities within the same product so there is no one framework that fits all it's all different it's uh, it depends on on many factors maybe the cost of technology uh, is something that you need to to look into, maybe the value, the impact of this uh, of this opportunity as well. Uh, so, what weighs more? What has more impact? What has more value? What what has what, maybe maybe you're in in, in um, a place that you want to drive more revenue to your product. So you are willing to make uh, the investment, even if it's costly, uh, to drive more revenue to the product so it, it all depends on the phase that you are in it all depends on the opportunity itself it all depends on how complex uh, technically it is it depends on uh, who your teammates are uh, the skill set uh, and the, and the Maybe Maybe your competitors are doing something, right? And your CEO comes to you and says, "Well, our competitor introducing this feature, okay, we need to introduce this feature." After you look into into the feature itself, after you look into the uh, into it as an assumption or as a, a, an opportunity, and you see, well, yes, there is some value that can, that it can add to our product. But maybe your team or uh, the skill set of your team can't uh, introduce this, uh, this feature or this, uh, yes, this feature in a timely manner. You will be missing the opportunity by the time it is already uh, into production. So this has many factors going into it. So it has no correct answer, but uh, the, the, the the more logical answer would be uh, it depends. It depends on the multiple factors that are um, uh, that are uh, going into this opportunity.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like. Uh... People like candidates, they tend to, you know, give a very idealistic approach, like they tend to butter up the recruiter by answering, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll do this, oh, I'm created this, oh, you know, everything will happen in time. But but the real thing is like, when you actually are working, you never know what will happen when. I mean, instead of trying to butter up the recruiter, providing a realistic answer with a realistic approach, I think that is the best way to impress any recruiter. And being yourself is what is more important more than anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, like, again, the next question, like, uh, you know, which I have is recruiters tend to ask candidates just, you know, out of curiosity and maybe this can be a trick question depending on the person. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to be a product manager and what do you love about product management? Again, like, Candidates tend to butter up a lot by saying, "Oh, I love this. Oh, I love that," and you know, particularly your company and everything. And that just gets, I don't know, repetitive and annoying. So, how would you, yeah. you know, tell? What would your take be on this? How would you expect a candidate to answer this question?
1: I guess if if they use if the uh, um, if the candidate was like more user focused in this answer. In his answer, uh, I would be more happy. So, if he wants to solve actual problems, if he wants to have a, a part uh, and an impact on people's lives, maybe maybe this is something that uh, would make me happy. And, and this is this is something that tells me that this person really cares about about um, about the future of, of, of humanity again technology is serving people it is serving users whatever in, in whatever space it is even it, if it was like an inter- entertainment or and and um, in any space it is serving a users needs right so if it has it had no need there won't be any product in that space right so if he has the the passion for making people's lives uh, lives better this is something that you need to to respect and you need to look look for in a candidate
0: yeah and uh, like you know continuing like you know uh, about the same thing which i was saying earlier like candidates tend to butter up uh the next two questions, I think they are they definitely trick questions, but now the next question which I'm about to, you know, ask is like, which recruiters do tend to ask quite a bit is tell us about a time you faced failure and how you bounced back. Now, most candidates, they, you know, they're surprised when the recruiter tends to ask this question because they are worried mm-hmm. they'll humiliate themselves and again, this will boss their chance of getting selected. Mm-hmm. So... How would you advise candidates on answering this question?
1: Yeah, don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. This question is asked to detect or to see if you really learned from that experience. So product management is about continuous learning. If you don't learn from your mistakes, okay. You won't be developing into into a better uh, product manager. So experience, um, even if it was, I, I don't like the, the 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 word failure. I I think any anything uh, that can be called a failure, it is a learning experience. It is a learning opportunity for for the candidate or for for the person himself, right? If you don't fail on something you won't be able to learn anything new about that something right you won't be able to identify what I did wrong in this area or we did wrong in that area. So you this those failures, they do become success opportunities for you in your next opportunity so don't be afraid to answer this question candidly because it is. Uh, something that made you better when you realize that realize that if you realize that then this makes you someone that who learned from his experiences um that are called failures
0: yeah exactly because many products fail and that is something like you know uh anyone who's going in the product management space has to understand that learning from the experience matters the most. And as long as you learn from it, I mean, that's great, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I mean, it does matter the fact that it did not work out, but again, like, like you said, being candid is what matters mm-hmm. the most other than just being humiliated and being embarrassed. Like, Oh, it didn't work out. Now they're not going to take me in. Yes. So uh, the next question, again, the last, like, you know, the trick question and the last about the whole interview segment is uh, recruiters tend to ask this question quite a bit. How do you see your career developing in the next five years? Now I have seen candidates being a bit too ambitious, but at the same time undermining themselves. So how would you advise on people answering this question?
1: It depends. It depends on what's the company that you're applying for okay so if it's a startup and you're one of the first uh, product people in the and in, the, in this startup you might be too ambitious and say well i i want to lead uh, the product management uh, uh, department correct so it, because it is like a small company it's a startup maybe they uh, you are um, uh, with time, with five years uh, time frame, you'll be one of the old uh, and the most experienced people in this company, correct? But if you're looking into more more like a, bit, a, a little bit bigger companies and uh, a more structured uh, team, a product team in that company, uh, you might like answer, I might be uh, I want to be in a more senior position. I want to be able to uh, mentor other junior product managers. I want to uh, reach a point where I have a success, um, a, sec- a proven success record in this company, where I have contributed to the product itself. So uh, those answers would uh, would be. Um, uh would be good to 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 you need know, to to give and would give like a uh, the interviewer a sense that you are uh, you you want to work on yourself you want to uh, get somewhere and uh, you want to contribute to the product itself you want to contribute to the problem that we are solving
0: Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I like the fact that you, you know, give a, a like you know uh, the example of a startup and that of a you know a bigger organization because yeah, the, depending on the company a person is applying for, the answer and the mm-hmm. you know the take made of her. So thank you. So uh, Najwan, now mm-hmm. I guess these are like you know uh, these are the questions which. Uh, I guess, I tend to like, you know, the recruiters tend to ask uh, junior mm-hmm. level candidates. So are there any other questions which you in particular ask besides what I have covered as now?
1: Well, actually, I, 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 when I do interviews, I don't like to ask or to set a certain, um, a sense certain set of questions uh, uh, previously, previous to the interview, I would like to give the uh, the candidate a place where he can be comfortable and right it's more like a chat with uh with the candidate uh i would like to know more about what he's currently doing maybe he's doing business analysis right it's not about product management well tell me about your current role what you do because if he knows well what he does if he can articulate what he does currently, then this person is passionate about his work. Then this person uh, can uh, perform any job, or not any job. He can perform the job that he's applying for. Uh, after all, he'll be needing mentoring. he would be needing um, uh, some guidance from the management. He won't be uh, getting into product management, and you. Uh, and he knows everything about product management, so I would like to get him in his comfort zone, uh, so he can elaborate more uh, and take the conversation from there. So depending on his answers, maybe maybe go into more personal questions, more about his life, more about um, even in his work, and uh, more about his team, his team structure. How how do you communicate with with your teammates, how how things are going currently. Uh, his answers will give me uh, more insight about how he thinks, how he approaches things, how he analyzes things. Uh, it shouldn't be all about product management actually. It shouldn't be all about uh, technical, his technical role in, in product management.
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh... Definitely, and I really like that you said that you know you uh, you uh, that the person who is able to articulate on what they are currently working on will be great at any role. Of course, they'll be needing mentorship. So, wow, that's a very yeah. It is. It is. Yeah,
1: it is our job as managers. Sorry for uh, for interruption, but it is our role as managers to help people succeed.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Najwan, uh, now uh, now that we have covered the whole interview aspect, now moving on towards the more you know resume-oriented approach, if I could say, how does say LinkedIn plays a role for any product aspirant and networking as well? Um,
1: recently, I think. Um communities are taking over right so networking over over whether it's uh, LinkedIn or Twitter and I, I do advise every every product uh, product person to um, uh, network with people uh, from all around the, 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 the world uh, in the product management um, space especially on Twitter there's a great great um, community there for product managers because you know lots lots and lots of frustrations come for product managers uh, from maybe they're reading very optimal um articles blogs they're reading um um, books that are talking about product management and it's optimal uh, uh optimal, um, I don't know, I, I lost the word for it, excuse me, my English, uh, I'm, I'm not the first, uh, it's not my first language, but uh, they tend to uh, give you that, the beautiful uh, view of, of product management and how it should be, right? So uh, a lot of frustration comes from that, actually, uh, because you'll be looking, oh my God, at our company. It's not like that. Why? All right, we're not doing it, doing it right. I'm not doing a good job. Uh, those frustrations come from there. So if you do communicate, if you do uh, have a larger network and and, uh, honestly on Twitter, you'll be finding a very, very, um, very good community because there are professionals from all over the world that are willing to help, that are giving the truth about or telling the truth about, about product management. They give you uh, what it is, what is really like uh, in their companies. What is really it is really like uh, in other companies. So this is why in the beginning uh, maybe we we chatted uh, a bit about uh, how it is, it is really uh, sometimes uh, you you'll be doing some project management. Um, I think you you can read a bit uh, from Shreya's. Uh, he he uh, says something about linking the project mindset with the product mindset into the same job because this happens when you see that this happens you won't be so frustrated while we're not doing our job correctly correct so networking is very important networking gives you insights about how to perform your your role, how to perform in your role um, a little better or much better. It gives you uh, a, a, an opportunity actually uh, towards uh, lots and lots of companies out there. If you're looking into um, maybe moving out or relocating or or, or whatever so it is it, it gives you multiple multiple advantages for that and um it's good to read uh people's people's perspective on, on on different different uh areas in product management
0: yeah thank you for saying that networking really helps because i've seen so many people who are just worried as to what others will think you know, just by putting out content, being consistent on LinkedIn
1: mm-hmm. and
0: networking, like what others thing? And they are worried, and just because just out of that fear, they tend to not post anything, not reach out to people. So-
1: no, it, it it makes it makes perfect. Yanni, I I I know actually I know a couple of professionals that are more willing to help uh, to help people. Uh, know more to help people maybe some some of them are doing some mentoring sessions and some of them are doing some coaching sessions and it's for free for some 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 of those people so this is they are helpful don't be afraid to reach out to to any professional Um, good product managers they want people to succeed good product managers they want to help others so reach out um, uh, even if you if you send a DM, uh, even if if you don't get answered right away, it w- you, you will be answered. at At some point, they will find the time. maybe maybe they don't have the time, but they will find the time to answer you. So follow the the right people. And again, I say um, LinkedIn is more uh, more professional. Twitter is more like casual and people uh, tend to interact more on Twitter. So you can find, uh, both communities are great. Uh, you can find um, multiple great, great product managers right there.
0: Yeah, exactly, guys. She's, really, she's, you know, spot on on this one because I myself was a bit fearful at the beginning, but I'm telling you, product managers in general are very helpful. And mm-hmm. trust me, you should really reach out to, you know we will reach out to Najwan herself like she's I mean just listen I to would be so people.
1: happy yes
0: yeah exactly just listen to us to how helpful she is by you know coming on this podcast and answering the questions I have so Najwan what other advice would you give aspirants besides you know whatever we covered
1: um my my advice is Really, be curious enough to know more, right? So, if my, my, one example that I would like—I I always like to—to to, um, give. Um, when I first uh, came into the technology space, I was like listening to other engineers and. They 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 were saying stuff I, I I did not understand any of it, correct? Those terms or tech terms. Um, it's not about that you should be a professional in in, in technology or you know you, you should know how to code. But you should be curious enough to know more about those stuff. Why it is because you need to be able to communicate with with your teammates so your teammates are are the first people that you are contacting with the first people that you're communicating with be um, have some empathy for for your teammates uh, communication is key curiosity is key empathy is key whether for your teammates or for users okay the end users of your product Know your product very well. Know your product um, in terms of uh, whether again products they do differ. Uh, there's a B2B products. There's a P- B2B to C products. There's a B2C products. So it's all different. Know those differences. Be curious enough to go and search for stuff. If you hear something, a term that that is, or or maybe a technology uh, technology trend that is like NFTs okay you've heard NFTs you've heard about it you see all the words buzzing around uh, NFTs and hyping around NFTs be curious enough to go maybe do a simple search about what are NFTs why are there why are they there Uh, what people are using them for so it, it is about curiosity it is about empathy it is about communication so this is this is um, this is a product manager's life. You do uh, y- your your day to day includes all of those.
0: Yeah, thank you on the advice, guys. I hope you all <laughs> well have heard as everything she said because trust me, this episode was nothing short of you know enlightening, and for anyone who wants to break into product management Do connect with Najwan on LinkedIn. So besides LinkedIn, where else can people reach out to you?
1: Well, I am available on Twitter as well. So um, I can provide you with my Twitter handle and with with my LinkedIn uh, user profile. So if uh, anyone would like to uh, uh, reach out for me, you can do so at any time, I would definitely come back to you. And I will definitely make my be- uh, do my best to help out. If I couldn't help you, I will refer you to someone that can. So uh, feel free to reach out.
0: Thank you so much for this, Najwaan. I really appreciate you making time out of your busy schedule and coming on. And, you know, yeah thank you
1: for having me i love i love the spirit of the podcast i love uh, the the motivations that you have for this podcast uh, this is this is great and um, uh, best of luck in your and your podcast
0: oh thank you you're you're too kind
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much
0: so that's it folks thanks for tuning in yes i'll have her on again i know she's really amazing <laughs> and helpful <laughs> Okay. Thank so you. Stay tuned for part two. That's it, guys. Peace out.